It's time for the Raging Cajun Army. The only place where it's all Cajuns all the time. Regus will get the carry, and he's pushing his way in, and he is in. Touchdown, Louisiana. And now, here's your host, Matt Miguez. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Raging Cajun Army. Matt Miguez here. We're here to talk Raging Cajuns football after the beatdown that was the game against Alabama on Saturday. We're four games in. Cajuns at one and three. Not the best start, but with a new program like we have, you're going to go through growing pains. So we're going to talk about the game with Alabama. We're going to talk about the first four games. We're going to look forward to Texas State, and we're going to look at the state of the program at this point in the season, and here to do that with me is the host of The Word with G on ESPN 1420, Mr. Greg Larnard. Yo! And from the Daily Advertiser, Spencer Urquitt. What's up, what's up? All right, guys, so four games in, you know, two of those games being against top 25 teams, one in th- one of them being the defending national champions. It's not fair. It, it's not. <laughs> fair. It's not fair, but one in three... If you're Billy Napier, are you worried? No, not at all. I mean, he understands. You know, he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of recruits in here and a lot of walk-on guys that have scholarships. So I think he understands. Hey, look, this is kind of a build the foundation type of year that we're going to have this year, and we'll hopefully build for the future. And I know they got a senior quarterback in Andre Nunez, and you got the youngster as. Uh, Trey Regis and Mitchell, and you got some other guys in in the wide receiver positions that are have a little bit of experience under their belts, also. But I think ultimately, and especially on defense, a lot of and this is something he always preaches at about at the press conferences on Monday. This is a young defense, and that's where the problems lie for this Cajuns team. The offense has been okay, like we saw last year. The offense was largely okay when their quarterback wasn't getting hurt, which was the big problem for this team. But um. Yeah, the defense is just very, very young. So I don't think Napier has anything to worry about at this point. I mean, obviously, he got, he got to win football games, and you got to beat a Texas State team that you probably should go out there and beat. I know it's on the road. Both teams 1-3, 0-1 in conference. But statistics-wise, I mean, I've, I've never, I haven't seen Texas State play, obviously, but they're not very good. Stat-wise, I'm looking at this matchup, and the Cajuns should win. Yeah, it it, it should be an easy win. You know, the, they've played Texas State four times. And Texas State has never been victorious. So it should be, I, I would say it would be a, almost a walk in the park. Right, I can agree with that. I feel like this is a game where if the Raging Cajun is going to have a good year, you've got to take care of business here against Texas State. You're off to kind of a rough start, one and three. But it's not too bad considering first-year head coach program going in a, in a new direction. But you have to take care of business against Texas State. I know it's on the Taking road, but you got the— <laughs> Every day. Yes, indeed. Got the match, good matchup in your favor. Got to win that game to ensure a quality first season for Coach Napier and company. Right. So looking looking at the stats so far through the first four games, the Cajuns are scoring at a rate of 25 points per game. So that's that's pretty efficient for a team that's played two, two SEC West programs. But you see, the issue is that they're giving up 40. Yeah, that's a problem. You can't win that way. But again, like you just stated, they played two SEC teams 
that are going to put a lot of points up on that defense. Now you look at the other games, Grambling didn't put that many points up, which was good. But again, that's a SWAC school. And then you look at, I think the only true test you can really look at in this season is the Coastal game. And they gave up 30 points in that game. So they've got to be better than that. If they want to beat Texas State, they can't give up 30, 35, 40 points in this game. It's going to be hard fought if they do or hard pressed to win a game like that. The offense might be able to outscore a Texas State, but you're not going to win a lot of ball games this year giving up that many points. Right, right. As we saw last year. So, obviously... Which was a mega disappointment. Right, right. Always is. Under Coach Hudspeth. Right. May, May, In 2017. May God rest hmm. his soul. He's now in Mississippi State. So, the strong suit for the Cajuns has clearly been the running attack, and nobody has been stronger than Trey Regis. 51 carries, 407 yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging 101 yards per game. 7.9 yards per carry. He's only lost two yards so far in the game. Is that good? In four games, you've only you only have two I'm, negative yards. I'm asking you. That's fantastic. I know. I'm just being facetious. <laughs> that, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Cajun's running game has been awesome this year. Trey Reagan's been complimented by... Local guys in uh, Elijah Mitchell and Raymond Colley. I mean, that's Cajun's running game is definitely their strong point. Looking really good so far. I think what one other thing, you know, and Coach mentioned it in uh, in the press conference on Monday that Colley, you know, he was asked about the running game. And, and again, Matt and, and Spencer, we knew that this was going to be the strength of their team, and no pun intended there because Trey Regis is a full-grown man at this point, the way he runs uh, the football but you got a guy like Trey Regis who's a bowling ball. You've got Elijah Mitchell who's a, a little bit of a change of pace. He's not quite Trey Regis, but he's not Raymond Kale either. So it's like they have three different cars in the garage that they can roll out at any time to do different things. And Raymond Kale is, you know, Elijah Mitchell and, and Trey Regis are a little closer together. You know, they're not exactly the same, but a little bit closer styles. Raymond Kale is just pure speed. Just give him the ball in space and let him go. So I, I love that you brought up the the you have three different cars in the garage because I don't know if many people remember this, but a couple years ago I wish I had three cars in my garage. Baseball coach <laughs> I wish Tony, I had a garage. <laughs> baseball coach Tony Robichaux was asked to describe closer Dylan Moore. Demo and Robichaux called R.I.P. to Texas. Right, right, right. And Robichaux called him the Cadillac. When you have a Cadillac in the in the garage, it doesn't matter what other car you got, you're driving the caddy. He's not a Cadillac though. Trey Regis is not a Cadillac. But no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, not saying that Trey Regis is a Cadillac. He is like a big my, Mac Daddy my, my, truck. My, my, my <laughs> question is that, like what Robichaux said about Dylan Moore being a Cadillac, what would you compare Mitchell, Regis, and Kale to? Like indiv- individually, what are the, what cars are they to you? I wouldn't say any of them are a Cadillac. I would say Kale is like... Maybe like a Viper, just like super quick. Oh, yeah, sports car. Yeah, some sort of sports car. car. <laughs> not like super, super high end, though, because he's not like, um, he's he's not built for, perf- he's not built for, you know, wear and tear. He's just pure, let me get out on the streets and let me roll as fast as I can. And then you got Trey Regis, who's like a Mag Daddy truck, who is, he's probably some sort of big Tahoe or Chevy or Ram or whatever you Silverado. want. Silverado. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever big name truck there is out there. Maybe he's the SPN 1420 truck that we have in the, <laughs> in the back over there. But, um, and then Mitchell, Hmm. what, what would you call him? Quantify Mitchell. 
Is Mitchell like a like a a soccer mom van like that's super efficient like that can get yeah, all the kids fairly where they big need to vehicle go? With good gas mileage, yeah. 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 efficient. You know, yeah. just gets just it efficient. done. Yeah, he yeah. just gets the job done. He's not flashy. He's not fancy. He's not super. But like, you see, like 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 the like the minivan. He's efficient and he gets it done. But if you need it to have breakaway speed, it can get up and go for you. Can a minivan do that? I mean, I'm sure if you press the gas pedal hard enough, I've, I've, I've driven my my fair share of minivans because my mom had one, you know, growing up, and I got to drive that bad boy a lot. Um, I never had a minivan myself, but I, I got to drive her car plenty of times. And I mean, it was a Toyota; it, it could go. It was a Toyota Sienna. It was like a 2004. I mean, it was it wasn't bad, you know. But it's, I don't know, it's a minivan, right? Right. I'm not, you know, and again. Elijah, if you're listening to this, it's I'm not saying I'm not saying that to dish you like it's it's a bad thing. It, you know, maybe maybe a minivan isn't a good maybe a suburban would be a yeah, better an, way an to SUV. Put it. Yeah, an SUV, something like that, holds a lot of people, very efficient, has some power to it. Good tow load. Yeah, yeah, very durable, all wheel drive, all that. Right, right. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at the Raging Cajun statistics online. And like like we've been saying, we're through four games every week. At the press conference. How many games are we through? Four. Okay. So, <laughs> through those games. How many again? It's four, Greg. Four games. Okay. okay. Got it. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Got it. I can count. All right. Four. For those who can count. No, not anymore, anymore though. Through. <laughs> so, if you're Billy Napier, you've played both quarterbacks in all four games, who do you go with the rest of the way? Because I think now that you're getting into that big conference stretch, I think you need to pick one of those guys and write him, whoever it is. I can agree with that. You definitely need to, or position. I mean, the quarterback position. You got to have, you know, the the guy. You don't want to have like switching in and out at quarterback. That's just not not usually a recipe for success. Most successful programs just stick with one. I mean, yeah, Alabama had. Has two amazing quarterbacks with Tua and Jalen Hurts, but I mean they stick with Tua as he's their guy, especially in their big conference games. Minnesota is going to ride our defense like two fat kids on a goat in the desert <laughs> in the middle of July. Yes, exactly. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a caller on one of my shows, and you said, you know, which quarterback are you going to ride? And I thought. That would be perfect. Just to just to drop in there, just kind right. of a funny little bit. Had nothing, <laughs> right. no, no, we're not playing Minnesota, but I just thought it might be a dynamite drop in. No, I mean I, I agree. That was a. That I didn't a, even hear what you said, Spencer. Who that did was you a great say? Soundbite. Wait, what quarterback? Yeah, what yeah, quarterback? Did, you, did you give one? No, not yet. Actually, I mean, I guess if I had to go with one, I mean, I mean, I'd I'd just say stick with Nunez. I mean, they're doing pretty well. I, I'd give him this week at least. See how he does. If well, they, he's going to play struggle. both of them. Again, he, you know he's going to throw both of them in there again. And and you see, that, that that kills me because as much as I respect both quarterbacks in their own way. But you're still here. Well, I mean, I, I guess God just <laughs> isn't ready for me yet. But anyways, not not really the point. What, what, I'm, <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying is that. What are you saying? You have Texas State. You have New Mexico State. Yep, then, those are the next two teams on the schedule. Then you go okay. to App. Are we driving or are we flying? Probably flying. Okay. Stop being a smartass. So you have App State, Arkansas State, and Troy. That's going to be the three toughest, besides the SEC teams, that's the three toughest games you're going to play. 
Right, that's definitely our tough stretch for sure. And, and that's gotta, why you have you have to figure out your quarterback now against you know these no, teams. No. You play both of them. You had the four games, but that's that's no, not you, accurate you figure, though. You figure it out now. You can't. No, you have to figure it out in conference play. You you what are you getting from playing an SEC team or or Grambling? That Nunez has a seventy completion, seventy percent completion over the four games. Yeah, because he's not throwing any big passes. He's throwing underneath. And he's getting these easy completions. It, and that's my, not it, to to me. It has, neither guy has really shown a lot. I think Andre Nunez has shown more because he's got more of an opportunity, and he's shown better than Levi Lewis. I don't think Levi Lewis has been anything spectacular, but at the same time, I still think you gotta you gotta let these guys fight it out a little bit this week, and then New Mexico State, and after New Mexico State, you have to have your guy. In in my in my opinion, if you're Billy Napier, either shit or get off the shitter. Like, yeah, you can swear on this podcast, Spencer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, swear all you want to. I, I don't care. Um, and it is it is in the bio that expletive content will be in the programming. So if you don't want to listen to that, I'm, I mean, I'm Yeah, very, I mean, I'm yeah, I don't, this two QB system is really pissing me off. If they don't know, if Napier doesn't pick one, I might. I might oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I might have to. You can go Bro, out there and take the job one on one with him. <laughs> why don't, why don't, you, why don't uh, you, you go to UL? Why don't you play quarterback? Why don't you try out for the team? It might as well. I mean, <laughs> to go. Actually, one of my buddies walked, almost walked on as a kicker. Like, like real, believe it. Hey, I mean, he, we can and he use did one pretty, right now. He did pretty well. Like, he just, the only reason they didn't keep him was because he had no high school experience kicking. That's you, why they didn't keep him. But, I mean, he's he's got a good leg, and he said he made – a lot of kicks, even some from long distances, but they just didn't take him serious because he didn't kick in high school. How do you say the kicker's name? Kyle Fow? Kyle Foe. I never can it's get Kyle his name Fow. right. I try to type it, and I, I always screw it up. P-F-A-U. Foe. So, like like we said, in, in my opinion, I, I know I'm being reiterative here, <laughs> we're four games in. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. That was Spanish for those of you who didn't know. Thank you. Me, yes, Spanish. Anyways, so. Are you Spanish? I am. You don't I look am. Spanish. I am. I, I don't look Spanish, but my my distant my distant relatives did come from Spain. From Spain. Spaniards. So, you know, it's a, uh, I, I am a little bit Spanish. But like I said, now's the time to pick your guy. You're getting into that tough stretch of conference play. These these two games against Texas State and New Mexico State, like Spencer said earlier, the they're two weaker opponents on your schedule. You got to take care of business. Exactly. Yeah, you got to get, get back get to five hundred. Get back to three and three, and then your season's looking fairly decent. I mean, it's just, but it's at a point though. You've got to ask, will the will the real UL quarterback please stand up? I mean, okay, you gotta, gotta get one. <laughs> and, and, and in my opinion, no diss to Levi Lewis. But Andre Nunez is the guy. He proved himself last year, in my opinion. And I think so far this year, he's off to a very efficient start. He's got to gain the coach's trust and be that guy. And I feel like if he does really well these next two weeks, they're going to have to, they're going to have no choice but to go with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any reason why you don't go with Andre Nunez. Um, Andre 3000. So... Andre they're 3, gonna 000. they're gonna play both guys. What do you mean, Andre three thousand? That's the rapper's name, right? <laughs> Never heard of that. But anyways, showing showing my youth, I guess. Wow. But both uh, are young. 
No, they're going to play both guys in the next couple of games. Just I, I, I mean, I, I like the, the to think you know if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But you know what? If he and he knows more football than I, I, I know. So I'm, I'm sticking with Billy Napier here. If he, if he thinks that look, the best possible position to put this football team in to be successful is to continue to play both guys. Play both guys. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, I mean, two of <laughs> not two, not all season, but I'm saying like just for another short period of time, I'd say for the next two games at the very very most, figure it out in two right, games, right, yeah, then move sense. forward that after that. Sense. Like you guys were talking about, when you get into the meat and potatoes of the schedule, you should know the guy that you want to play. Court. Okay, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll I'll give him I'll give him Saturday. And next Saturday. No, no. I'll give him this Why? Saturday. Why? Because they're all going to be wearing pink. They're going to want to show off their colors and their new uniforms <laughs> and their swagger on. We're not on getting that. new uniforms. Yeah. For the pink game. There's no. a pink game on next yes, Saturday. There is a pink game. We have a pink game every year. Yeah. We don't wear pink uniforms. What? We have never. That's ridiculous. Ever. Well, they're going to want to show off their pink swagger. The, the armbands, the undershirts, the, the, the under armor, the cleats, whatever they've got, the gloves. They're going to play both quarterbacks these next two games. If they don't, one of them got hurt. Well, okay. I mean, maybe, but that's the, that's what I that's my humble opinion. So, looking at the rest of the schedule, the Cajuns are one and three. Looking at the rest of the schedule, what, how many games have they played? Ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know this, Greg Larnard is a giant asshole. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just curious. Well, they played four. Okay. Four. It's the last time I'll ask. Lucky number four. That's not a lucky number. It's my lucky number. Seven. Four. Anyways, what's a realistic record for the Cajuns to end up with, with the schedule that they have remaining, in y'all's opinion? What was that? What's a... <laughs> what's a Come re- on, Spencer. Get it together. What's a realistic record for the Cajuns to end up with looking at There's the schedule? In the season record. I'm thinking that they'll end up... Somewhere around, if they're assuming, like I said, they take care of business, I'm thinking somewhere around 6-6, six and six, around 500. That's what I'm hoping for. It's a solid 500 yeah, a year. Game. Yeah, I mean, it could be a bowl game. I mean, I, just, I mean, I guarantee, but I mean, definitely go. I mean, with, I don't know how the bowls do these days, but it seems like they put, pick pretty much anybody with six or more wins. So if they get to that, they might actually get a bowl game. And that would be pretty impressive. Considering you know Napier's in his first year and how awful their defenses look, but like y'all said, there are a lot of young guys. If those guys can come together and do very well in conference play, then I feel like then six and six is definitely possible. I mean, I, I mean, I don't feel like that. I feel like that's about the best hope because with the defense still in transition, it's going to be tough, especially against teams like App State. But six wins, not complaining. That's solid. Yeah, no, I mean that that's definitely. Especially when you have a first-year head coach, that's that's kind of the benchmark, because no nobody expects you to be oh my god impressive in your first year, but you also don't want to be shit. Exactly, exactly. You yeah, you don't want to go like three and nine or four and eight. You want to make a good first impression. I have just looked into my crystal ball and I know exactly how the rest of the season is going to play out. All right, Greg Larner, give it to okay. me. Got my genie hat on. I've looked into the crystal ball. I can tell you exactly right now with 100% certainty how this season is going to turn out. Hold on. Before before you do that, let's have a uh, a quick thought on how that's going to go. Fake it till you make it. Exactly. That is my that is my crystal ball mantra. Fake it till you make it. So the season is going to come down to 
the very last game, November 24th, a Saturday at 2 o'clock at ULM. Which I will be there. Matt Miguez is going to be there. I'm also going to be at the Troy game on November 3rd. Awesome. Good for you. Safe travels. Anyways, back to what I was saying until you rudely interrupted me. Um, They're going to be 5-6 and six going to that game. I know I'm number one. You don't have to tell me. 5-6 and six <laughs> going into the last game of the season at ULM. ULM is also going to be 5-6. and six. Whatever team wins this game. Bowl game on the line. Has a bowl game on the line. So they looking, both have bowl games on the line. Whoever wins will be going to a bowl game. Whoever loses will not be. Looking at the Sun Belt West, if they finish six and six, is that good enough to win the West and get into the Sun Belt Conference? Now Championship you're asking game? me too much because I don't know how to find the mm-hmm. the West and the right, East I'll, I'll standings. Tell you, I'll tell you who's in the Sun Belt West. I will tell you the Sun Belt West division is South Alabama, Arkansas State, ULM. Louisiana, and Texas State. I didn't hear any of that. I need to actually look at the, the – yeah, let me look at it. Yeah, I mean, if Arkansas State – if we can beat Arkansas State, then it's definitely possible. Yeah, I, I don't think South Alabama's that good. Arkansas State is that one team that you have to – And it's at home. Really worry about. It's at home. Yep. So I'd, I I feel like I, – I don't care, honestly, who, who you're playing. If you're at home – you have to show up. This Agreed. Is your podcast. You Agreed. have to show up. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm, I'm showing up. Oh yeah, my Saints got to show up Monday night. Norm- Norman does not rack. show up, but uh, <laughs> burn. But Shots uh, fired, Norm. You hear that? Papa's feeling you. pretty uh, delicious right now. Got him. That's right. Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> 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 but anyways, so like like we like we've said, um, I I think these two games with Texas State and New Mexico State are are must wins. Um, I think that if if you don't win these games, that it puts you in entirely the wrong direction because you could potentially even if you split, you're at two and four. Well, look. If you if you lose these games, I know New Mexico State's not a, a conference game. But if you lose these games, I mean, if you lose <clears throat> to Mexico State, who cares? I mean, obviously, you want to win those games to get into a, a bowl game. That would help, obviously. You should beat that team. But if you lose to those two teams, you got to find wins somewhere else. you got to play good against App State, Troy, Arkansas State. That's going to be much harder to do. No, I, absolutely. I, I don't think that... That sorry, that wasn't anything breaking. I just felt like it had to be said. Yeah, that that's not really a, a shocker. Um I, I don't think that App State No hot take on that one. I don't think that App State is a team that in, in my opinion that UL can beat. I think they're just I think they're just too good. Um Yeah, they're a team that's a lot of times known for playing tough with, with top T one teams. I mean they they always give good programs a run for their money. So it's they like, should have yeah. beat Penn State. Exactly. That's what and, I was thinking of. Yeah, Penn State, a team like that that's one of the best teams in the nation. if App State can hang with teams like that, then I doubt our program will be able to beat them. This, I mean, then, we're into transition. I mean, we're not at that level yet. And then it's in Boone. It's in yeah, their house. It's, it, it's we're not, not we're not getting <laughs> out of there with a win. It's just it's just not happening. Un- unless remember what happened to him last year in Boone? 
Um, who doesn't? What happened? I don't really. I don't remember what the score was. But okay, I know they, in, didn't get, in, they got in, beat bad. In case you that don't, was the last remember, game of the year, right? Last in, year. In case you yeah. don't remember, at the end of the end of the year last year, UL traveled to Boone and was dismantled by Appalachian State, sixty-three to fourteen. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was a rough one to be here for. Mark Hudspeth was fired on the way home. Yeah, on the plane. <laughs> the way. Mm-hmm. He he was fired on the plane. Contrary to popular belief, he was fired on the plane. I think even if they won that game, he probably would have been fired. No, absolutely. He 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 was done. Honestly, I I think Hud was done here halfway through the year last year. They just wanted to let him finish out the year. Um, but yeah, the the the, the program just stopped trusting him about halfway through the year last year, and you you could really tell in the on field performance. All right, let me let me ask um both of you guys because you've been around this program longer than I have. What um what was the undoing? In the Coach Hudspeth era, was it was it when the violations happened? Was it the first year they went? What did they go four and eight or something like that? That before last year, I don't remember exactly. You have to refresh my memory. But where exactly did the Hudspeth era go wrong? Because it was so good at the very beginning. Yeah, the things that come to mind to me, the first there's two things really was the 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 video like. Fuck Donald Trump, or they're like doing all that in the the locker room, just like acting video, stupid. Yeah. That leaked, and that really made Hood look bad. And then, of course, all the allegations with the um, with the where they got penalized, they took wins away, and all that. Both of those things put together, I think, just both of those snowballed and just really caused Hudspeth to lose control, and he never could bounce back. So after those things happened, right, I right. I saw the firing coming. I, I, I think, I like like you said, I think the allegations. Um, and the winds vacated. You no, know, he all has that. a name, right? What? You said you just called him he. I, you know, I, I said he has a name. Yeah, he who shall not be named. <laughs> you're not gonna name Spencer. He has a name. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're talking about Spencer. I thought yeah. you were talking about Hudspeth. No, 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 no. <laughs> no you just okay, called yeah. he him. I'm okay, like, so so. Let me look, start over. Spencer let made me... a good point, and you're just completely dismissing. All right, him. all right. Let me start over. <laughs> Terrible job. Let me host. start over. <laughs> Like Spencer said, better keep going. I think the allegations is what really wrong. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just joking. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> I think the alleg- I provide entertainment value. <laughs> I think the allegations is what really, you know, what really sent the program in a downward direction. And then also, like Spencer said, the the fuck Donald Trump video really didn't help. Anything, yeah, it's just it was just a bad look, just all the way around. Just the, a lot, even a lot of the boosters were mad. Like it just, it yeah. just looked unprofessional. I mean, it's one thing to to disagree with political figures, but don't do it in such a idiotic way. I mean, come on. <laughs> I have another really pressing question. Okay, do you think? Do either of you think that Hudspeth ever took steroids in his life? No, because I've seen the <laughs> I've seen the workout videos that he's posted. Um, he, he's just a absolute freak of nature. I, I don't think it, I don't think he has ever been a, um, a Reuter, but I, I do believe that he needs to get a much bigger shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was, you know, and that was one thing that, uh, that Scott had always told me that he was never like able to joke about that. I think that would have made no, him, he, a, he can't joke about it. Yeah. I, I think always, that would have been nice. He always got offended. Yeah. Maybe he is a Reuter. <laughs> We in in my house we made up a uh, I don't know if we made it up but we always used it that uh my house. his his shirt size was a schmedium. Oh yeah. 
You didn't coin that phrase. It was a good old schmedium. Um, even his dress clothes. I saw him at church one day, and he's in this nice dress shirt and tie and all that stuff. And he's about to pop out of the dress shirt. Of course. <laughs> like, even the dress shirt was a Dude, schmedium. Like, look, 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 look. <laughs> ah, Of course, if, if, if any of us here that were sitting in this room were built like that, we would all probably be wearing schmediums also. I don't know if I'd wear a schmedium. I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd be showing a, off the guns I'd, I'd, and the pecs and all that. I'd, I'd wear a shirt that showed it off, but I wouldn't wear a shirt that when somebody looked at me, they'd be like, oh, my God, he's about to break that shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing to do, like when you're working out or something, yeah, or like a tank top. But like if you're but you, know, you need like some nice and fitted. Like, it, 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 it's one thing to be fitted and another thing to be the Hulk. Yeah, where you're just like nipping the whole time. <laughs> Hulk smash! <laughs> like, come on, man. I, I wish you had a come on man button here on the hotkeys. I do. Because you do. Mm-hmm. Where? Right to the left of where your mouse is. Yep. Come on, man. Hey. <laughs> look you what ask I and you found. shall receive. Ask and ye shall receive. You're welcome. Thank you, bud. All right. So. By the way, don't mind my chewing here. I'm starving. Yeah, I, I got to eat something. I, I, I starve Greg. Um, He, he co hosts my podcast with me and I don't feed him. I mean, shame on me, right? I'm a college kid. Anyways. So that's about. Could at least bring me some ramen. I don't even staple. Eat, I don't even eat ramen. Staple in college. Both of you guys. <laughs> I, I eat actually, it every now and then. I didn't actually really eat ramen that much when I was in college. Yeah, that's not my, really a my, staple of mine either. <laughs> my mother. I remember my brother used to eat ramen all the time when he was in college. And so one year for Christmas, my mom bought him a cookbook, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. a, a thousand. Cookbook? It was a thousand ramen noodle recipes. <laughs> it was all kinds of things you could do with them. He he sent me one one day. He made dessert out mm. of ramen noodles. <laughs> that should be on like um, the Food Network, right? I, I I told him that he should take that and run with it, but I mean he he never listens to me. LSU I'm, product. I'm I'm his I'm his little brother that doesn't know anything. You're a big little brother. Well, you know, kind of is what it is. How is your brother? Is your brother big? Yeah, mm. yeah. My brother. Well, you are a little brother. My brother's six three. 250. Tight ends coach at Notre Dame with the Pios. Yeah. Go Pios. 5-0. 5-0 on the year, baby. Woo! <laughs> All coach right. Louis Cook. Let's go. Co- <laughs> like coach Cook's, like the coach Cook's a legend. He is a legend. So that's about going to wrap it up for us this week. Greg, thank you for coming on. Spencer, thank you for coming on. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't even get into the matchup against Texas State. I mean, we kind of did. Are we are Did we, going, we even, are we did we even talk about them? Are we going in depth a little bit? Like I, I want to mention that. Look, they're they're leading. They're leading. Rusher is their quarterback, Willie Jones the third. That is going to be problems for the Cajuns' defense. You know how good we are against running quarterbacks, which is not good at all. We're horrible. <laughs> so that is going to be a problem. That's going to be a matchup to look out for this Saturday at six o'clock out at whatever Texas State calls their stadium because. That is going to be a problem. Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> but it is in beautiful San Marcos. Dual threat quarterback can throw the ball a little bit. He, you know, he, he, he attempted 80 passes this year. He doesn't throw for a, a high average where he's going down the field. He's kind of like a, a Nunez where he's like underneath a little bit. Nunez averages 7.7 yards per pass. This guy averages 6.54 yards per pass. So, you got to watch the short stuff. He doesn't have a big arm. His completion percentage is just over 52%, under 52%, and he also will run the football a lot. So it's going to be tough for the Cajuns. going to be tough for the Cajuns. Do you have a score prediction? Um, I'm going to say 
33-27 Cajuns. Spencer? I'm going to go with 37-24. Blowout city. You, you, you see, I, I'm very even, optimistic. I think, yeah, double digits is possible. I'm, I mean, even, I'm even gonna I'm even going to go worse than that because Willie Jones is coming off an injury. They they he's listed as questionable right now. He may not even play on Saturday. Well, you didn't tell me that. You, they talked about it in the press conference yesterday. Where were you? Uh, I'm I'm usually in the back. Oh, and they had oh. Buffalo Wild Wings so, there. So right, <laughs> the B Dubs was good. So like um, Napier mentioned it, and then Michael Jaquette, who is good friends with Willie Jones, mentioned that he is questionable. I think it's a, I think it's a hand injury. Um. They're not I wonder sure how I injured that. They're not. Jesus Christ. Probably in game action. Right. Okay. So he may not play on Saturday. What? He probably heard it in the game last week. But that's not what you Jesus. Stop it. Don't so, use the Lord's name in vain just because you're upset. Gosh. He's not he's probably not gonna play. And if that's the case, their backup's not very good. In in my opinion, he he's not. How do you, how much do you know about Tyler Vitt? I I know that he's not good enough to start. You for them. know his name is Tyler Vitt, and he's thrown for about two hundred and twenty two yards on the season. Yeah, that's Levi Lewis's numbers basically. No, Levi isn't that isn't been that good. Two twenty two in four games. That's garbage. Well, I know. You don't. Do you know how much Levi Lewis has thrown for this year? One hundred nineteen. No. How much? Less. 105. Closer. Less. 100. Closer. More. 101. Yes. 101? 101. 11 okay, for so 22. That's, that's really bad. 50% well, passer. I mean, 11, but 11 completions and 101 yards, that's not bad. That's nine, the, the that's nine yards to throw. 19 completions for 222. Oh, shit. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, regardless. He's got a 66% completion percentage. The guy behind him has a 100 completion percentage. What, one for one? One for one. For how many yards? White for 26 yards, one for one. Was it a touchdown? It doesn't say. No, it wasn't. Then that's horrible. It was not. Get out of here with that shit. (laughs) He has a 318 quarterback rating. (laughs) Okay, let's let's get back to the topic. I, I didn't even know that was possible. Let's get back to the topic, which was score predictions. UL wins. 34 to 14. Okay. Oh, if, that's that's big blowout city. If, <laughs> if 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 Willie if if Mr. Willie Jones plays in this game, the Cajuns will win 33-27. If he doesn't play, they'll win 34 to 20. 34-20. Okay. I could see that. I can see gonna him get getting two, 20. They're going to get two safeties. Two get to 34. safeties. Hmm. Oh, UL is going to get two safeties. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, UL is not very good at second quarterbacks, especially in the end zone. So I don't know if, if that's really going to work out, but we'll see. UL's never lost at San Marcos, and they've also never, never lost have they to, ever never lost to Texas State at home either. So they've never lost to Texas. State They've never State lost ever. to Texas State. You could have just went with that. I, I could have. I could have. Going. But I've, I've always in San Marcos, and then oh, also at home. I've always been the person to take a little bit longer to get to the point. See, we, you've, ladies and gentlemen, you're seeing the, 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 the thought process of Mr. Matt Miguez. <laughs> Slow <laughs> process. <laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna about. I mean, okay. Well, before I get there, are we done? 
Is there anything that you want to talk about, Greg? Spencer. I'm, I'm all good. I think we discussed most I'm of the good topics. All good. It's all good. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, on a good note. <laughs> so we're good. We're we're done here. You're the host. You tell us. Well, I I tried to wrap it up, and you said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa. I was just trying to help you out. <laughs> All right, so that's about gonna we had do to give it. A score prediction: We had to go over Texas State. Do Do you want to go over the Queen of China too while you're at it? Does China have a queen? What did it you was just, sarcasm. You got, so, you got so upset, you pulled your headphones out of the jack. It was sarcasm. <laughs> All right, guys. Easy with the jack. I'm, I'm I'm turning I'm turning y'all's mics off. So that that's about gonna do it for the Raging Cajun Army this week. UL and Texas State six o'clock kickoff. You can catch it on ESPN Plus, I believe. I believe it's on the plus. Can can you can you tell what it is, Mr. Greg Lerner? Yes. It is ESPN fourteen twenty is where you can hear well, the game you first can, and foremost because you, you got to give our props to the to our station yeah, first and foremost live live Radio from the ESPN fourteen twenty studio voice of, voice of the Cajuns Jay Walker Chris Lano on the call and then of course on Hot one zero seven nine you can hear the game as well but yes if you'd like to view the game and you have a subscription ESPN plus ESPN plus that's where all the Sunbelt Conference games will be played and and like like Greg said you can always listen to to UL Athletics on ESPN 1420 and Hot 107.9. Jay Walker, Chris Lano, and you forgot to mention our beloved sideline reporter, Mr. Cody Juno. Oh, yeah. KJ. So, CJ, sorry. CJ, yeah. What are you doing, Not man? KJ. Gosh. See, pre-game, those season Ks are tough. Pre-game with Steve Peliquin and former UL quarterback Chris Gannon. Yeah, former. Starting uh, at four. New England Patriot. Yeah, yeah. He, he then, played played for the Patriots for a while, and then you get Lane Johnson and I, dynamic <laughs> duo at halftime and post and post game with the Rage. So the rage. you can tune in for that on ESPN fourteen twenty. I feel like I need some schmediums for the Rage. Yeah, you definitely do. We need to get some schmedium Rage shirts. Yeah. So do do what I do. Turn down the sound on your TV. Turn up ESPN fourteen twenty. Try and get the broadcast synced. I know it's a little difficult sometimes, but you can work it out. And. Enjoy all of that. Six o'clock kickoff on ESPN Plus, or you if you don't have the ESPN Plus subscription, you can tune in on ESPN fourteen twenty and Hot one zero seven nine. So that's about gonna do it for this week, guys. Thank you for tuning in as always, and we will be back next week to recap the Texas State game and look forward to good old homecoming as the Aggies of New Mexico State come rolling into town. So until then, my name is Matt Miguez. Let me turn my mic off. With again. Greg Larnard and Spencer Don't forget, Urquitt. Word with G six to seven Monday through Friday. Follow me up on Twitter and Instagram at glarn three four. And also follow me for any fantasy football advice you may have. YouTube Spencer the Guru, Instagram Fantasy Guru, also Twitter now Spencer the Guru. Make sure to hit me up on there for all y'all's fantasy football advice. He he is a fantasy football genius, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's helped me on on a couple of occasions. I've listened to the the Fantasy Football Lounge, which is now sponsored by Legends. Yes, indeed. Check that out every Tuesday night with me and Greg on the Word with G, brought to you by Legends. 
So, like like they said, every Tuesday, the Fantasy Football Lounge, sponsored by Legends of Lafayette, eight locations across Acadiana to serve you. So, like we said, Texas State, 6 o'clock kickoff. Next week, New Mexico State comes into town for homecoming. Greg Larnard, Spencer Urquitt, Matt Miguez here. Until then, we will see you guys next week.